Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to this um, Delight in the Father of Glory, Part 2. Uh, this is Gabrielle with Soaring Eagle Ministries. I'm so glad you're with us this morning. And... Um, in episode 58, I was talking about Delight in the Father of Glory, and that was the part one. And actually, it comes out of a book. Uh, it's a Bible study, a Bible guide um, that's designed for discipleship. And um, it has seven different lessons. The first one is God is Love. The second one is Father of Glory. Then receive instruction, being built up, then delight in the Almighty. Lift up your face to the Father and pray to the Father, all seven. Um, now, what I want to do is um, to have Bible studies and um, invite people, but also I want to do it on the talk show, on the Spread Your Wings and Soar Internet talk show that I'm, I have um, once a week. I'll be doing this episode or this delight in the father of glory and we're going to be following that bible study and um, let me just read to you what was kind of on my heart about this Um, and like i said if you want to listen to part one just go to episode 58 and i explain a few things about this kind of guide you know because i want it to be like a launching pad for many, you know, to really to shift you, to change you, to transform you, and to never be the same again. But um, my suggestion is to even do it as a group. You can always listen to my recordings and be part of the chat or call in. But also you can do it in your living room if you like. You know, have have a meeting together with just maybe another person or as a youth group or uh, at your church, have a group coming together and you can go through this is seven weeks and I'm going to explain how to use this material. And it's also in the booklet. Uh, the book, Delight in the Father's Glory, is available on Amazon and it's available through my website as well. But I have an author page on Amazon, and it's amazon.com forward slash author forward slash, and then my name, Gabriella Gilpin. And you can see how that is uh, like G-A-B-R-I-E-L-E, and then Gilpin, G-I-L-P-I-N. So that should bring up all of my books. You can order it that way, or you can contact us and we could send it to you. So anyway, the material on this book, I was thinking about, you know, doing some warm-up, like focusing on Thanksgiving, you know, that we really need to come before our Heavenly Father and um, we want to hear and respond and delight in Him. 
So how can we not give thanks? You know, how can we not give thanks that we're part of such an amazing Father in heaven, that we are part of a kingdom that will never be shaken, a kingdom that ne- will never end? So we want to really come before him with that thanksgiving in our heart. You know, we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart, like the Bible says. And there's different scriptures that I have um, lined up in the book and that's under warm-up, then we can focus on praise, you know, the greatness and the magnificence of God. It all brings us more and more into the presence of God. And even as a group, that some of them who have not practiced the presence of the Lord, you know, sometimes they really need to come with thanksgiving. They need to have a little bit of praise so they could just, like, release everything that was on them, so to speak, um, all the cares of the world, that we could just release that, and then we get into the Word. You know, we focus also the, the thanksgiving, the praise, and then the worship of God. You know, we want to worship Him in spirit and in truth because He's seeking those worshipers, those who worship in spirit and in truth. So we want to really understand what that means to worship Him in spirit and truth. and um, we want to get lost in the presence and in his glory. So there's, again, the Psalm 29.2, Psalm 49.9, Revelations 4, 1 through 11. These are all scriptures that someone can meditate on to understand more about the worship of God. Um, you know, like I said, my expectation is that this booklet will be launching Pat into new adventures and journeys with the Father. So as we get into the word, um, each lesson has several key points in bold type. And also there is a section where you can leave your comments. And then we go into the personal application. You know, we want to learn more about the Father, delight in the Father of glory. So we really want to get to know him better. And we want to know his heart. We want to hear the heartbeat of the Father. And so the personal application is really to make it a life in your life. You know, so, so we have that vibrancy of God and the, the passion of the Lord in our lives at all times. And it really profits a lot. You know, the, the flesh, flesh really profits no, nothing. In John 6, 63, Jesus was saying, it is the spirit who gives life and the flesh profits nothing. The words that speak to you are spirit and they are life. So really that we can partake of that life that is in the word of God. The words that Jesus speaks, they are life. They are life to us. And um, they're spirit. You know, through the Holy Spirit, it's a spiritual thing. We We've been spiritually born again. So we need to learn how to have that intimacy, how to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And then we get into the journaling and the personal notes. Now, I've been journaling for many decades, and it's been amazing to be able to journal almost daily. Sometimes I don't do it every day, uh, but mostly I do because it's, and it might be just one sentence, it might be just one question that I ask the Lord, 
It might be just a lot of revelation that he gives me that day, and I write it down. Sometimes it's the dreams that I dream. I write them down in my journal and to ask the Father and to pray over that dream and to ask for revelation. So there's all these different situations, or maybe I encounter a situation in my life that I just don't know how to deal with. I, I just write it down to the, you know, I just write it down and I ask the Lord for insight and every time he will give me an answer. Maybe not that day, but the days to come or maybe the weeks to come, but rest assured he will give me an answer. So he is our Heavenly Father and he's so faithful. So you can really use any kind of record keeping. You know, some people they use... Um, leather-bound books that are just really amazing or just a notebook or composition booklet, which actually I'm using right now because somebody gave it to me. So I'm like, ah, I need another journal, so I'm using this. So just be free. Some people do it on the Internet. Um, I prefer to write it down to make it very personal. Um, Let's see, there's been really answers to prophecies, too, that I have written down. Now, Bible journaling, if you get on Facebook or on the Internet, it's very hot, a hot topic right now. And there are many wonderful ways to read and study the Bible using journaling techniques. Some can be art and doodling techniques. Now, some people, they just don't write, uh, or they have a hard time writing. So you could maybe just um, doodle, you know, just kind of make sketches. I Just recently I started doing that because I'm very good in writing um, and I really trained myself to write. And the more you write, you know, the better you get actually. But um, I said, well, this is interesting. I'm going to just kind of doodle. So what I did was I was listening to a sermon and here I was uh, painting or sketching a tree was very, uh, there was a massive amount of roots I added. I added the sun and sunshine and then raindrops. And it was kind of amazing because I realized, well, plants or trees, they need soil, they need the water, and they need the sun. So by me just doodling this and sketching it, um, uh, it was just kind of fun thinking about, okay, the sun, it's like the son of God. We just turn to him and he gives us light. And he's the bread of life. He gives us light and life. The water is like the Holy Spirit. We drink from the river of God. We, we learn about the Holy Spirit. Um, the soil is like, was like the Father to me, like the Heavenly Father that um, we abide and we're allowing the roots to go deep and just to become the oaks of righteousness in Psalm 1, and that my father is the vine dresser. It's really the one in John 15. He's the vine dresser. So it was just kind of a fun little thing that I was even able to share with a group that they are learning to really trust God, and they haven't been with the Lord for a long time. So these are good things just to release. Then you can highlight the Bible, and you could write in the side margins. You know, if you want to get a Bible like my Bible is a really good one. It's New King James Version, but it um, has all kinds of room on the sides. 
recite margins. So I can do all kinds of um, highlighting and then writing into those side margins, the things the Lord has shown me. And, you know, a lot of readers have done that for many years. So this is nothing new, but some of you may have never done it. And then you can use the white margin Bible that I just said. And, you know, I expand my notes. I, I can include artistic elements. Just like I said, I may just do something artistic. I could even do the stamping or drawing or any way, other way that you can come up with. And if you do come up with something new, to share it with me. And then, you know, just really go into the prayer and intercession. Uh, we just want to communicate with our Father. Prayer is communication. And just to revisit that. Uh, some people, they're new to their Christian walk, their faith walk, and uh, that is just um, something that they need as a foundational thing, you know, to learn as a foundational thing, what, what is prayer all about, what is in a session all about. Some of you, you've probably been doing this for eons. You could probably teach on it yourself. But I am assured if you go through this again, that the Lord will give you even more revelation. So I'm expecting some amazing revelations to come out of this. And again, share it. Share it with me. Um, Okay, so um, I'm going to start with, you know, uh, the, the first chapter, that's God is Love. And in episode 58, I already spoken about Job 22, 21 through 27, that all of this, this whole little book, this whole study guide has come out of one morning where the Lord took me to Job 22 and uh, just really ministered to me about... Uh, the Almighty, and to acquaint ourselves with him, which really is agreeing with God and showing ourselves to be conformed to his will. Now, just really um, knowing the heart of the Father, to be at peace, and that we will have to make, if we return, you know, we receive from him, we receive instructions, and uh, from his mouth, and we lay up his words in our heart, we're going to go through all of this in the days to come, in the weeks to come, but it's in part important to get his instructions, to return completely to him, to submit and humble ourselves under his mighty hand, being built up, and to have unrighteousness removed from our tent. You know, any kind of sins that the Lord brings up, uh, trespasses that we just ditch them. <laughs> Just release them. We don't want them anymore. We turn from them. We repent and totally return. Turn, 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 turn from them. And then it talks about laying our gold in the dust and our the stones in the, into the brooks. And that really is making the Almighty our gold. Nothing else is as important as the Lord. He's our precious silver treasure. And we want to have him like that. We want to lift our face up to the Almighty, delight ourselves in him, and to make our prayers to him and to hear from him. So these are just different things. This is uh, Job 22, 21 through 27. And it would be great to read that in the Amplified Bible. So we start out with Ephesians 3:17 and 19. And um, 
it, it's a good thing to dwell, to let Christ dwell in our hearts through faith. And if you, when you have that book, you can read through it. And, um, you know, God's love is everlasting. We really need to know about God's love. This is just such a foundation. And again, some of you have studied it, know about it, can preach on it. But let's just revisit all of that. What else does he want us to know? In Jeremiah 31, 3, it says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. There is no end to God's love, absolutely no end. It is unending and everlasting. You know, some people, they fall in love really quick, and then pretty soon they fall out of love. But that's not the kind of love that God has for us. He really, his love is so stable, and we know about um, the Bible that we cannot be separated from his love. It's in Romans 8, actually. We cannot be separated from him at all. You know, no tribulation, no distresses, none of this persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. It just cannot separate us from the love of God. So we can rest assured and just be filled with his love again. You know, be filled. Be filled with the love of God. Our, our heart, the Holy Spirit has shed. The love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's already there. The love of God has been shed there. But we need to access it. And we need to be encouraged and really walking in the love of God and continuously receiving the love and compassion and mercy of God in our own lives. So when we receive that mercy and compassion and the love of God, that is exactly what we can give unto others. And we can walk in the love of God. And we've heard, you know, those who know Bob Jones, who passed away and had an encounter with Jesus, and the Lord was asking him, did you learn how to love? Uh Uh-uh. So he was sent back on the earth and to learn learn how to love. And I can never forget that. I, I... do have to learn how to walk in love. And even walking with the Lord for a long time, I still desire to walk more in love. Walk in that love, understand the love, and first of all, partake of the love for myself. So that is exactly what I continue to do in other people's lives. You know, when we truly love someone, we want to know what is in their heart. I want to know the Father's heart. I know that I want to know what makes him laugh. <laughs> I want to know what makes him tick, you know, how we say it in American language. You know, there's a desire to receive more of the Father's love in his glorious presence. So we just want to enter to stay in his presence, remain, practice his presence. And we let's guard the passion of devotion to the one. Let's guard that with all diligence, that we continue to have that devotion unto him, to the one, and continue to fan the flames of our first love. It's just a continuous thing. And um, I want you just to think about it. What does that mean to you, to continue to fan the flames of your first love and to remain 
in your first love. Um, the book of Revelations, I think it's in two or three, where he talks to the seven different churches in Ephesus. Yeah, it's two, Revelations 2 in Ephesus. He told them all the good things that he was pleased with and that he saw them do, but, you know, I have this one thing against you. You have left your first love. So, you know, do the things that you formerly did. I'll re- return. And I was ministering in, in the beautiful island of Cyprus at a church. And I was talking about the first love. And I was talking about, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, that when that person enters the room, you know it, you know their smell. You, you just all, almost, all, you know their footsteps, you know. <laughs> And it's just something you're really drawn to that person. You're just in love with that person. But then when you're with them, you become familiar. And I know love changes to it. You know, it's not an infatuation. Maybe that's what it starts out with. But we should always be, like, totally passionate. And people say, well, your love just kind of grows colder or you know, your your love really becomes deeper and it's going to manifest a little bit differently. And I understand that, yes. You know, uh, it does, there's a deeper, uh, there's a more of a trust in that person and you've gotten to know that person much more intimately. And um, yes, it, it will be a diff- little bit different. But still, I do not want to to walk away from the first love. I don't want to become so familiar with God. Oh, yeah, I already know that scripture. Oh, yes, I've studied on that. And But yet, maybe he wants to show me something new. I want to remain in that awe, you know, be awestruck. <laughs> just the, the days of awe. The Lord's been talking to me about the days of awe, just to be awestruck by him, how amazing and how majestic he is. I don't want to lose that. That first love experience, just to remain in that he is my first love, that nothing else is going to be on, you know, sitting on the throne of my heart because that's where Jesus should be sitting. That's where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit should be sitting, okay? You know, God's love is great. We need to be reminded how great his love is. In First John 3, 1, how great is the love of the Father that has, he has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. To realize that we're sons of God, daughters of God, children of God, and that his love is so great that he lavished upon us. It's, it's something to really meditate on. You may want to consider what that means to you. God's love never changes, you know, and we talked about that er- earlier, I mentioned Romans 8, that his love never changes, you know, that for I'm persuaded, and that's in uh, Romans 8, 38, um, 37, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors to him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
It never changes, and we can never be separated. That is a promise. No, no amount of distress of suffering can ever draw us away from us unless we allow it. He loves us at all times, and he will always be there for us. We can return to him if we have walked away from him, but there needs to be a depth of understanding to really, because what I want to do is I want to grow in maturity. I want to be walking in the kingdom of God's manifestations. And I really, it's not about me. You know, when you start out as a Christian, it's all about me. <laughs> you know, it's like the baby stage is the children, being a child, being a youth. It's still all about me. But when I have turned and I have really um, matured, then it's about him and about what can be done or what does he want me to do. And it's not just about doing, but it's, it's about resting, you know, entering into his rest. And out of that rest, I just ministry, whatever he wants me to do. And it's all about him. You know, it's really all about him and to, to receive the, his reward, which is really he died for people to come to Jesus. And so people are his reward, you know, and those people that are coming to him. And me being under, understanding what my part is in the kingdom. So I definitely want to flow in that. Um, hallelujah. Unfailing God's love is unfailing. Lamentations 3.21-24. Yet hope returns when I remember this one thing. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue, fresh as the morning. Ah, I just have to stop for a moment and go, (laughs) ah. It's like the fresh driven snow. Ah, can you just really think about that for a moment? It just is. His unfailing love and mercy still continue. They continue and they continue. They just never stop. And they just fresh, fresh as the morning, as sure as the sunrise. Oh, the sunrise every morning, how beautiful. The Lord is all I have, and so in him I put my hope. Isn't that amazing? I trust in him. I hope in him. I put my hope in him. And I know I'm safe. That we have a hope as an anchor for our soul. It is firm and secure because we put our hope and trust in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 6, 19. We can really count it all joy. Everything that comes to us, we can count it all joy. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We just count it all joy and we grow and mature and our patience and perseverance. Have its, let it have its perfect way. You know, if something comes into your life that is adverse, just let that patience and, and a long-suffering, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5, 22, let them all develop and mature, all right? Ask yourself, you know, have that personal application. Now, do you know that God loves you at all times? Are you aware of that? You know, have you thought about that? Have you received that? Do you ever question God's love, especially during a wilderness time? 
when God seems to be quiet and you are walking through the fire of adversity. Yeah, you know, sometimes through that wilderness. And I did a recording about uh, the table that God prepares for us, the table in the presence of our enemy in the wilderness. You know, that's Psalm 23, 5, and that's the last episode I recorded. And you may want to listen to that because it's pretty amazing what God does that he could prepare a, a table for us in the wilderness, that he that our cup is overflowing. So in adverse circumstances, this can be the most glorious time. I always say, you know, get the honey out of every situation. Get the sweetness out of every situation because there's always something that he has prepared for you. So instead of moaning and groaning and griping, <laughs> just go to the, you know, there's that open invitation to come to the table of the Lord. I mean, just go there and sup and dine with him. I mean, he's going to have something very private for you, just for you. And you can, you can feel literally him pouring your cup pouring into your cup, pouring into you, and that you literally overflow. <laughs> and that he, he anoints your head with fresh oil. Let him anoint you with fresh oil today. So bless you. Um, glory be to God. I would just um, pick up on that at least next week, the next recording, and uh, just keep coming. And if, like I said, if you want to order the book, Maybe doing it as a discipleship group, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, our um, Soaring Eagle Ministries website is www.soaringeagleinc. Soaring Eagle Inc., that's all one word, Soaring Eagle, and then INC, which is for, short for incorporation, dot org. Okay, www.soaringeagleinc.org. All right, I'll talk to you next time. May the Lord bless you richly. May you have insights and um, that only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you. And I pray that you will be able to worship him in spirit and truth. Amen. <laughs>